The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 3-0 victory at home today. Uh, lunchtime kickoff against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, very pleased to be joined by my brother Luke. Hello Matthew, absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing. <laughs> I love the tone that you're coming as well. Yeah, I am Matthew, thanks for my intro uh, there bruv. Uh, yeah, we are celebrating a Palace 3-0 win, very, very rare thing we get to say, but yeah, we'll be celebrating on the pod today with you. Don't forget, as always, at Six Pointer Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and find us wherever you pick up your pods from. Get straight into the action. Palace named an unchanged side uh, for this 12.30 kickoff. As we said in the pod in the week, 12.30 kickoffs are horrible, but we'll take this one today, won't we, Luke? We started off quite lively as well, bruv, didn't yeah. we? I, I felt, you know, I think Palace went at it from the off. I, I, I don't think there were that too many clear-cut chances, but possession-wise, I felt that we, we had uh, the majority of the ball in the first half and, and looked the more threatening, that's for sure. I think, um, I think we might have just edged the possession. I, I, it was pretty, pretty even. But I think I don't think Tottenham had a chance, or well, a shot on target, certainly until the 52nd minute. I think Lucas Moura mm. was their first first chance. And, and actually, given they were top of the league, I, I personally expected a lot more from them, particularly coming at the blocks. I think one thing I said to you uh, is that at any point, even though we were uh, looked like we were on top, is that you know with a, a front three of Moura, Kane, and, and Ali, all they need is one chance, yeah. and then and that's it. The Palace are in trouble. And I did worry going into half time given how sort of on top we had been that are we gonna you know think oh shit we should have we should have taken our chances there if we come out the second half and, and Tottenham I think Nuno looked a bit sour face going into the tunnel at half time I thought he was gonna give him a bit of a rocket but you know I think Palace came out and, and continued much of the same in the second didn't they it's one of those games like you say where the longer it goes on nil nil mm. you think ah oh, it's gonna be a sort of a classic typical Palace one where we we don't take our chances and um yeah, end up drawing and particularly again then I mean not trying to jump through the game but when we end up playing against 10 men yeah. um, you're always concerned that they're going to sit and, and sort of grind it out but I think we had probably had long enough actually the sending off came early enough in second half didn't it such that we had the, the sort of the uh, 11 versus 10 for a, a long enough period that you know it gave us more of an opportunity to to get the goal we needed, um, you, you mentioned that you mentioned sort of the, the slight dominance in in the first half. It was one like well, I quite enjoyed the first half, but it wasn't a, sort of a classic London derby in the, no. in, the, in the first forty five, was it? No, no. I think yeah, like you said, Palace had one shot on target, had a couple of block shots. Wilf screwed one wide. Is the is the one that I can remember most. Gallagher had a free kick, I think I remember rightly, that he put over the bar, and there might yeah. be another one from distance, but pretty limited. Gallagher's shooting today was a little bit off. I thought he was very good. I thought AU was brilliant. Jimmy Mack in the centre, oh, absolutely run the show. That, that, that bloke's got limitless energy. I don't know if he necks about ten red balls before a game or whatever, but I, I, I just think he, he was he was fantastic. I, I thought Czech Kaito was probably the best player in the first half, but giving a big mention to Joel Ward because there oh, were yeah. a couple of moments when he intercepted, having foreseen a potential. There was one on the, on on his side where he came across yeah. to the middle to intercept in the first half, where where Tottenham were kind of, as you say, the sort of the trio was progressing, and and, and I think Deli Ali was intercepted. But but yeah, you know, we went into we were into half time feeling pretty happy um, and thinking we had something to build on in, in into the second half. And then in the second half, it got a bit juicy, right? It, it got a bit. Um, Ten, I think the tension sort of rose, didn't it? For for whatever reason, Wilf Wilf was involved, having been quite frustrating the first half. I felt. 
yeah, you could see him like getting a bit frustrated. I, I felt perhaps he felt he wasn't getting the protection from the referee that that he he needed or wanted in the first half. Um, and then yeah, it sort of boiled over about sort of I don't know five or ten minutes into the second half where there was a bit of a coming to, wasn't there? And both him and uh, Tananga was it? Tanganga. Tanganga. Sorry, got booked. Mostly, Will for his reaction. I think Wilf was through on, well, not through on guard, but through down the left hand side. He was no, by, by no means the last man, yeah. but got deliberately pushed off the ball and sort of squared up to um, his, his his Tottenham counterpart. And it, it, it reminded it reminded me a bit of was it Southampton. Um, when there was a couple of them, he both beat one of them on the wing, and then there was another one. He just absolutely took him out to the home. It reminded me of that. It was kind of the, the he's gone past me, so I'm just going to absolutely take yeah. him out. Yeah. And then, like you say, Wilf's reaction was I was worried actually at that point. Yeah. And, and and you know it kind of you then you then worried that because Wilf had been quite frustrated the first half with some of the decisions he didn't get. I remember there was one down towards the the dugout in in the first half where he was very annoyed and he ended up off the pitch and and you worried it was one of those sort of games where he was going to get consistently frustrated and then you know lash out whatever it was and when he reacted to the Tanganga foul I was a bit concerned that yeah. the sort of the arms were being raised and like it you know I don't, I don't know maybe a, a less experienced referee might have actually sort of you know seen more in that than there was but. You know, um, like you say, then was it five minutes after that the less second yellow came? Probably, yeah, yeah, less than that. It was. I, I didn't really must admit, I didn't really see what was going on. It was in the middle of the pitch, but it looked like uh, it, the, the Tottenham player lunged in. Really, it was a silly thing considering he's on a yellow. And then, yeah, referee had no hesitation and sent him off. And that again lifted the atmosphere. Obviously, Sellers Park came came alive again. Which actually, that's a point because we, you and I, were saying I think in the week that these 12.30 kickoffs, right, we don't like them but atmosphere was really good at Sellers today was, yeah. I think Palace because Palace was so positive and on the front, t- front foot that gave everyone a bit of a boost so we haven't mentioned actually this, the, the big sort of talking point in, in advance of the game <laughs> for Palace fans wasn't really the um, or for those attending anyway wasn't really the, the game itself but more actually getting into the game because mm. obviously they announced what, just a couple of days ago yeah. that we were going to not have a ticket but actually have this mobile pass approach and, and you know if you needed a paper ticket you could but they were encouraging everyone to, to get there in good time and I do actually wonder if that was part of it as well if a lot of people had got to the game early maybe you know because of that uh, okay. had a drink in the game <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well you know and you do wonder if there was that but the, the, the Palace faithful were certainly there in full voice today and we captured some really really good audio that we'll no doubt include in this pod <laughs> but yeah it, it, it sort of all it all booted off again you know sending off happened and then what was it a matter of minutes before the penalty which I'm not going to pretend that we can say which way it which way it, it would or could have gone. You know, the, the VAR decision was looked at. It was a handball, right, by Ben Davies, I think. Uh, ball into the box uh, on the right-hand side. Was it Joel Ward crossed it? Um, and, and then we had that sort of tension uh, in in a sort of 60... To be fair, 60 seconds or so, because it was a pretty quick turnaround from decision to confirmation. It was. I was worried, given the nature of it, but it looked to me like he'd flicked the ball up up to his hand and you know with this rule change I, I thought right there's, there's no way it's going to be a penalty he's going to overturn it so obviously he did go to the, the VAR referee and surprisingly although Luke had come on only 5-10 minutes mm. before Wilf stepped up and, and, and took the penalty and dispatched it really well and yeah Sellers Park you know came alive then and then I think every Palace fan a few minutes later got what they wanted to see in, in French Eddie coming off 
off the bench and I'll let you take this one Matthew what a, a moment that was for his debut well it can't have been very long between him coming on or it must have been a matter of sort of a minute or so between him coming on and, and the ball in the, in the middle coming to him and it's I, I don't think he touched the ball before that no so yeah, we just come straight from the game. So you know, uh, listeners, if if yeah, we're wrong, then please uh, forgive we us. We haven't but, seen it back yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he touched the ball in the build-up certainly, uh, and it was a kind of a one touch to sort of take the ball to to the other side, and and he put it in the corner and a perfect start. And we we actually saw a, a guy didn't we on the way back on the Goatas Bridge. You sort of we joked with him about the fact that Palace strikers on his side obviously uh, have got a history of not scoring goals for many months, let alone uh, in a matter of uh, seconds, if you like, or indeed minutes. So yeah, really nice finish nice to celebrate in front of the fans the way he did in front of Holmesdale a perfect start for him right really was and, and, and that a touch of class for, uh, for me as well like you say first touch in a Palace shirt was to control the ball and the second was to, to, to swivel and, and hit it really really well into the corner of the net just out of out of Lloris's, uh, Lloris's grasp who I thought had a really good game today Hugo Lloris is always we always say he does well against us but um, he's a class class act I think he is but yeah it was a great finish and uh, yeah Celeste absolutely erupted and then I think shortly after that Michael Lisi came on mm-hmm. for yeah. Jordan Ayew and so it was nice to see him get a few touches of the ball as well and he ran at a few defenders which um, which then you know lent to Palace being on the attack again in injury time with a third goal yeah, Collar Gallagher involved again, like you mentioned earlier. He's kind of all action, isn't he? We reflected, didn't we? And the game was fouled quite a few times mm. this afternoon, wasn't he? But yeah, he, he he did well to get the ball into Eddie and um, yeah, edge of the box, left-footed shot. Away we go, 3-0. And we're kind of in dreamland, right? It's, it's certainly a result we didn't expect. And um, I know we talked on the on the way to the game, you know, could we could we edge this one? But if I'm honest with you, going into it, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for a Palace win. Re- yeah, realistic. Uh, sorry, not Palace win. Sorry, a Palace point I thought was a realistic outcome uh, given Tottenham top of the league you know three out of three for them bit, bit, bit disappointed that it wasn't more of a game in the second half but I guess the, guess the, the sending off has a, a big bearing on that it does yeah but I mean as a Palace fan it was it was great to see Palace in in, in control mm. uh, of the game and yeah you said the, the third goal there it was brilliant obviously because everyone came into the uh, into the fans just below us and yeah, to celebrate like that, like we say, we haven't, we weren't lucky enough to go to the West Ham game a couple of weeks ago. So those are the first Palace goals I've seen live. That's uh, the Arsenal game, which was in gone May, must have been. Was it the Arsenal in May? I think we went to. Either yeah. way, like that, that, like we said before, that's that felt like a bit of a friendly game. Anyway, yeah, three 0 Palace, three goals right in front of us. I'm still buzzing. I can't wait to have a beer and celebrate. <laughs> and we're up to 11th now. Obviously, that's before everyone else has played. But it's nice to get that win on, under the belt and, and further dismiss some of the talk about you know another Frank de Boer situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we can't be more pleased with that. Uh, a really good performance from Palace. You know, helped by 10 men, but we've got to do the job right. And um, the fact that we did finish it off and, and, and really nice to see. Pretty amazing to see a new signing come on and score twice uh, one for the stats heads out there if anything similar has ever happened anything related particularly in a, in a player coming off the bench on his uh, on his debut to score two within minutes I, I don't know we'll yeah. have to check that one out it'd be interesting now because is it Liverpool I think the next game isn't away, it next Liverpool away yeah. so now Vieira's got a bit of a headache because you know to have a a striker who just signs come come on and score two goals. He's got me pushing for a starting place, hasn't he? And whether you know Vieira's going to continue with this one man up front with Benteke and the, and the two wide men, or what? How you try and perhaps shoehorn Edward alongside with him because that'll be really interesting to see. I, 
part of me thinks they're probably erring the side of caution with with a Liverpool game. But but yeah, I'm, I'm excited that now Palace have got these options. You know, Elise looked really good when he came on. We will be he only got a couple of minutes. Uh, Edward obviously got his two goals. We didn't get to see Will Hughes. I, I was I was a bit. You know, I thought the um, the Lucas substitution was a bit strange because I, I can only assume that Czech Coyote was knackered, and that's where it came off. Because, like you say, I thought he had a, a really good game. But Matthew, man of the match for you. I'm going to go Jimmy Mack. I I thought he was involved in everything. Uh, obviously, the the, the captain uh, today. Um, and, and a big part for me in us cracking on and, and sort of not finishing it off but do it, doing the job this afternoon uh, big shout also goes to Joel Ward for his first up performance I thought he was immense and then I think also up there in contention is, is Conor Gallagher again all action I think if he'd, if he'd had notched one today if he'd yeah. have got one of those sort of three put over the bar then I think he might be um, uh, battling Jimmy Mack for it but I'm going to go Jimmy Mack how about you? Yeah, no, I was going to say, Jimmy, I thought just for his energy, his work rate, his pace, which he showed today in points as well, you know, that last sprint when you need to keep the ball in play, I thought it was fantastic. I know a lot of people go for Edouard simply because of the fact that he's got two goals, but I think he was only on the pitch about sort of eight minutes or so. So, yeah, Jimmy Mack for me. Special mention as well to Jordan Ayew, who I thought, again, was brilliant. I know he played really well against West Ham. and You know, we always say he's, he's excellent in, in winning fouls and getting Palace further up the pitch. But, yeah, Jimmy Mack for me again today man of the match brilliant very nice so don't forget listeners you can get in touch with us at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter don't forget to subscribe wherever you pick your podcast up from like share tell a friend tell a friend uh, we appreciate everyone who gets in touch with the podcast even those messages to say that you're listening enjoy it. it it means the world to us so so thank you to everyone who does get in touch and if you haven't before don't be shy get in touch we'd love to hear from you questions please reflections your thoughts on uh, today's game at Six Pointer Podcast is the handle as as always we'll be back with you for the Liverpool game yep. uh, unless we get carried away I want to do a pod in between I <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoy the audio we captured from today's game and as always up the palace up the palace up the palace up to palace Six Pointer Podcast.